when does the shit hit the fan Ooh. from always adapting? Very technical question. I yeah. like the fact that he referenced the shit and the yeah. fan. Yeah, exactly. I think it's very important. Yeah, I think we know what he's talking about. He's talking about well, you know some market's going to give. What's going to be the catalyst? Right? Oh, look at you being fancy. SAT um, vocabulary. Yeah, you like that? I did What's it for you. Yeah. Uh, I think the shit has already hit the fan, frankly, and what we're seeing right now is the aftermath. When is it going to get worse? Well, the numbers from this point will probably get better, but I think the market will start to feel premium impact in Q1 2023 leading into Q2 2023. I agree. And then if there's a geopolitical crisis like a war in Ukraine and Russia escalates or there's something else that happens in between now and then, it could exasperate the issue, but I think most of the pain will be felt in the next six months. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra-premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. I'm an attorney and a banker, amongst other things. Does that mean you should listen to me? Hell no. This is just full disclosure that while we talk about money, wealth, law, investing, and a lot of related topics, you should always speak to your own advisors for an opinion tailored to your unique investment perspective. I am obligated to tell you that nothing contained in this show is in fact legal or investment advice and is being provided solely for entertainment purposes. So sit back, Relax your mind and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. You want to blast through what? <laughs> Don't why Always sexual undertones with you. It's recording. I know. I know. Do you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. Back-to-back episodes where I introduce you. I am your favorite co-host, Saeed Omar. That over there. It's Chris Nahibi. Is the host who used to come in first and hot and set the tone of the show, who's now been outdone by the arrogant person who thinks he's winning a Nobel laureate all of a sudden and feels like shaming me every time we start the show now. Not every time. Just sometimes. <laughs> the last two shows. The last two shows. Just saying. Let's go. This show is a special show. Uh, it's being brought to you by nobody because nobody sponsors us. But if it were, it would be sponsored by Keeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> one of us has had a hair transplant and the other one never needed it. We'll, we'll never need it. Right. We'll let you I'm, guess I'm keeping what this. that is. Yeah. So we uh, made the stupid decision to post a $100 best question post to social media. And as a result, we have been inundated with questions. I'm excited. A lot of questions. I appreciate the support. A whole lot of questions. <laughs> a whole lot of questions. Some that we may not read, but most we will. Mostly because they're sexually explicit about Saeed. He's very listen, uncomfortable. Listen, listen, He's very uncomfortable. I know we have an explicit rating on our cover, but that doesn't mean we could ask any questions. You know, when I fun fact, when I originally put that on the cover, it was because I didn't want people to think that, you know, you were a porn star. Right. Exactly. So I was they, trying to downplay. I'm, I'm so attractive yeah. that you just have to let people know. I was trying to walk it back. I know he looks like that. I know. Guys, don't. This is not an OnlyFans. This is actually a, a podcast right. about business. This plus the laureate. It's a lot. It's a yeah, lot to take I mean, in. Mentally and visually stimulating. Yeah, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. For you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So the way this is going to work is we're going to read the questions and answer them. And in our mind, we'll keep a running tally. And at the end of the show, we'll discuss which was our favorite question and why. And we will then announce 
who the winner is. The winner immediately after this show will get a message for, from me in which we will exchange information and I will provide him or her or them. Or they. Uh, or they. Or whatever pronoun they should choose. We respect everybody. We respect everyone except for Saeed. Right. We will give them $100 and in doing so, they will tell all their friends to leave an honest five-star review because this is the most amazing podcast of all time. And while they're at it, they can subscribe whether they listen on Apple or on Spotify. I feel like that was a bit of a stretch. It was. All right, let's jump right into it. My first question of the night from Hwanging It. Hwanging It. Who's a homie. Very into photography. Great name. Where will SBF flee to? Oh, flee. Exactly. He's a flight risk. We talked about it on the last show that how is this guy not considered a flight risk? How did they let this guy go home? I think I've reconsidered my position on this. Okay. I think they were like, well, fuck. You know, the CEO of Enron had like a, was it 500,000 or some crazy number? No, I think it was a $10 million. $10 million? Yeah. And then, it well, was what was it? Theranos. Uh, what did Madoff have? Oh, no, that was Madoff. I'm sorry. Yeah, Madoff had like, so let's use Madoff. All right. Yeah. Madoff had like a $10 million bond. Right. They're like, let's just make his so unattainable that he couldn't possibly get it in good faith. Fuck it. $250 million. Let's see. He's not going to be able to post that. Yeah, and he, he already posted it. Yeah. And he already came out and said he only has 100000 to his name. And one credit card. Yeah. What was me? What was I'm so, I feel yeah. bad for me. Yeah. I only have $100,000 in one credit card. You need $250 million for bond? I got you. Yeah. I mean, I'm poor. God. I mean, I'm confused. I mentioned it. I wonder. I don't know. They didn't, they didn't source those funds. They didn't source those funds on who bailed them out. So to answer your question, Hwanging It, where is he going to flee to? There's only one conclusive, simple, easy to understand answer. He's going to flee to the afterlife because someone's going to kill him. <laughs> we don't, we don't wish, we don't, we don't wish yeah. death upon anyone. He's dead. But I mean, there's got to be some Vegas odds on this. Many men. <laughs> I wish death upon him. That he's listening to that right now. Whatever pretend, like whatever room he's in, in his parents' fifty million dollar mansion that he paid yeah. for with FTX funds. Honestly, though, we we saw some photos of him coming out of whatever prison cell was. He in looks Bahamas. guilty. He was look. He had a smirk on his face, like ha ha. I almost got away with this shit. The new standard is innocent until proven guilty, unless you look like this. In yeah. which case, you were guilty. Yeah. Absolutely, no, no yeah. fucking questions you, asked. Yeah, you came out the. Do womb. not pass go. You were guilty. Yeah, straight to jail. And straight to jail right away. Straight to jail. <laughs> straight to jail. So. Let's go on to the next question before I get us into more trouble because I can't seem to keep my mouth shut. When does the shit hit the fan Ooh. from always adapting? Very technical question. I yeah. like the fact that he referenced the shit and the yeah. fan. Yeah, exactly. I think it's very important. Yeah, I think we know what he's talking about. He's talking about well, you know, some market's going to give. What's going to be the catalyst? Right? Oh, look at you being fancy. SAT mm, vocabulary. Yeah, you like that? I did What's it for you. Yeah. Uh, I think the shit has already hit the fan, frankly, and what we're seeing right now is the aftermath. When is it going to get worse? Well, the numbers from this point will probably get better, but I think the market will start to feel premium impact in Q1 2023 leading into Q2 2023. I agree. And then if there's a geopolitical crisis like a war in Ukraine and Russia escalates or there's something else that happens in between now and then, it could exasperate the issue, but I think most of the pain will be felt in the next six months. Right. Agreed. Well, it's easy for you to agree with me. I'm always right. Oh, you didn't let me answer. Is it? Oh, so you want, did you want to answer this version? Yeah, was, I wanted to. Don't, don't hit the mic, rookie. No, that was the ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> We've decided now every time we're on the show, if we do something stupid like burp, yeah. it's really ASMR. You're welcome. Yeah. Just exactly. close your it's eyes, take it in. Yeah. It's, a it's gift a thing from for us you. to you. This one from my friend in India Would Rico be applicable on crypto fraud ecosystem? Oh. Yes and no. Okay. So the Rico Act. 
really has more has like roots in like the mob and money laundering. This is how a lot of the mob bosses were taken down back in the back in the day. Mm-hmm. But technically speaking, Rico has never been applied to crypto. However, it could be applied on the money that was wired into crypto accounts and then subsequently where the fraud took place. Mm-hmm. If you were eliciting that money to be federally wired to your wired to using federal funds. Mm-hmm. So there there or frankly any currency in the United States for that matter, depending on how the definition so explain, is. Can you help explain to you what Rico is? <sighs> I could, but that's what Google's for, my friend. Yeah. Let's look at. If Google's only we had somebody definition. to look it up. Oh, we do. He's sitting here, technically looking on his phone currently, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. You know, we're so glad we hired you and didn't give you a mic, and now you know why. <laughs> Rico Act is Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act. Okay. Right. Let's break it down a little bit and remind, or just a reminder, this was really used to take down the mob, and that's where it really rose to prominence. RICO was enacted by Section 901A of the Organized Crime Control Act of the 1970s. Mm-hmm. In summary, under RICO, a person who has committed at least two acts of racketeering activity drawn from a list of 35 crimes, 27 federal crimes, and eight state crimes, hence the re- reason why I referenced federal before, with a 10-year period can be within a 10-year period can be charged with racketeering. If such acts are related in one uh, one of four specified ways to a, quote, enterprise. Right. Those felons guilty of racketeering can be fined up to $25,000 sentence up to 20 years in prison per racketeering count. And remember, SPF is charged eight counts of federal crimes. Right. So, in addition, the racketeer must forfeit all ill-gotten gains and interest in any business gain through a pattern of racketeering activity. The U.S. attorney is usually the one who decides this. So... I would say there is a strong probability that they could try to set a precedence here that racketeering in the RICO Act would absolutely apply. Yeah, I'm sure they can definitely find a way and find the loophole. I mean, you can see how this was used against the mob members because they structured themselves and the the people higher up would have so many layers beneath them to make themselves completely out of touch. So they would need a lot like this to get to the higher ups. So do you do you want to talk in detail about your mob knowledge? It sounds like there's a history here. No, no just some. Some people that took care of some things. That is an example of ASMR in the yeah. background. That would be the <laughs> fake sound of me opening a right. beer can. Yeah, Chris drinking a mango beer. This is what I'm dealing with over it's here. It's very manly. Yeah. It sounds not manly, yeah. but it's very manly. Yeah. <laughs> They'll do this. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> well, next question from Saeed Omar. Are you serious? You asked a question? Yeah. I wanna, Why would I wanna you do win, that? I want to win the $100. You can't win $100. Oh, okay. Which episode has been the most memorable one for you thus this far? Uh, the first episode we recorded, you want that I can never air. No, <laughs> that's yeah, 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 yeah. Some things were said. Said uh, said a word that no, I cannot say due to cancel no, culture. Only to protect Chris five times. This guy can you so this bad guy? that when we ended the episode, I literally had to say, "Great episode that we will never be able to air because we will be canceled before anyone ever hears it." Yeah, that's my favorite episode. For me, I'm, for for me, it was going up to San Jose. To, to, mind meet, pump? to meet the mind pump. But well, we didn't record that episode. Oh, we did. Record we that did. Yeah, wow, you forgot? No, 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 no. I just. So tell me, how long have you and Adam not been friends? Jesus. No, we're really close friends. We actually, the, the okay. I didn't want to talk about this on the show. It feels awkward. Okay. <laughs> I'm breaking up with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Another question. Binge watching Harry Potter. Which house would you be a part of? Hands down. No questions asked. Slytherin. What's up, dog? Okay. um, Get at me. Get at me, bro. I'm about to get a lot of hateful DMs. Yo, come on. House of Slytherin, bro. What's up? Okay. I'm the bad guy. Okay. Here you go. That you have to love. I've never watched Harry Potter. Stop it. I know. I know. You know how many Harry Potter polygamous jokes I made on the show about Sam Bankman Fried and that weird girl that he was. I know. I know. Really? Really. 
I'm waiting for Adam and Arya to get old enough for me to watch it with them. Father of the Year award goes to? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Mm-mm. Mm. This is why one day when you walk in, Adam Schaefer is going to be sitting right there. And we're going <laughs> to have a serious conversation. Said, so sit down in the chair. Adam and I need to have a conversation with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've heard a lot of good things. <laughs> that, that was the most disingenuous shit. I thought we agreed we were working with a lot of people on this show. I've heard good things. That, that was hey, terrible. If it was good enough for Kobe, it was good enough for me. Kobe was a huge fan. Why do you know that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's borderline. He wrote, like, he, he, wrote about, he wrote about it in his book. What? Yeah. Who are you? What do you mean? You're so, th- no. What do you mean? No. What's wrong with that? You read his book and the take home principle for you was that he liked Harry Potter? No, I remember he actually came, he came, he said, somebody asked him what was the best gift you ever got from a fan and someone made him a custom made like robe that represented something from Harry Potter. I don't know. I don't understand the reference, but that's what he said. You're a very strange human today. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to let this go because I, <laughs> nothing I'm going to say is going to be positive. From Bishop Realty. Is was the Democratic Party funneling money through FTX? Oh, wait. Read that one more time, please. Were the, was the Democratic Party funneling money through FTX? Is, was, slash in between, is, slash, was mm-hmm. the Democratic Party funneling money through FTX? I mean, that'd be pretty hard to prove. That sounds a little conspiratorial. I don't think they were funneling money through FTX. I think they were getting a significant amount of donations, all the 30, 37, 30 million, something, whatever million it was. Yeah. That's not significant enough in my mind to be a major con- contributor, but do I think they were all pay a little bit of money under the table? Yes. Yeah, that's politics, bro. Both sides. 100%. That, yeah. You don't think you got a $250 million house arrest like bond because yes. someone's like, you know what? That kid looks nerdy. He'll be fine. Right. That guy. He'll, yeah. Let's let him go home. Probably he has the biggest flight risk on him. Yeah. That flight risk. Yeah. He's going to die, man. Why do we <laughs> keep talking like he's not going to die? I'm sorry. He's going to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of the night with no cameras. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll leave a note saying, I feel bad about all the crimes that I committed. And then it won't look like his handwriting. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. Donnie Singh. What tech could be implemented by 2025 that would streamline real estate transactions? Ooh, something to do with the blockchain, right? Thank you. That, that's yeah. impressive. What else you got? For yeah, me? yeah. I mean, I would see. There's a lot of value in in the blockchain, right? We've we've talked about that on the show. I don't see a lot of value in cryptocurrency in and of itself, but I think that they need to somehow implement the blockchain in that. The part that pisses me off here is I've actually told you this answer on yeah. the show, and yeah, you're for, quoting me right now. For, no, that's not true. And, and, yes, and, yes, and, you and, are. and they should use it yes, for, ti- for title purposes. Thank you. <laughs> you finally got there. Congratulations. <laughs> Next time I'll put it up on the on the board in front yeah, of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think absolutely having the antiquated title system be replaced with Web3 technology using, obviously, the blockchain as its backbone so people can search the public record easily. So right now, as somebody who's in the real estate business, if myself or anybody else wants to pull a title policy or a title screen, you can go on to uh, any title's website and search their portal and get the title information. Right. There's no reason why that can't be public, and there's no reason why the title records can't be public. And for people listening on the show, what information is shown on the title report? It's the chain of ownership, any easement rights that might affect your ownership, anybody else's access rights. There's... Um, I mean, and then obviously lien positions, everything else that might be untitled, but your HOAs are there. Everything that's going to be public notice is going to be recorded there. So who really right. owns the property, who has a loan on the property, right? all that stuff's there. It's not really that complicated. Back in the day, it used to be. Right. Because you had to go up and down the chain of title back to when the piece of property was originally first documented, all the way back to the first owner and make sure that every owner passed off a bona fide property to the next person. Right. 
And then you go backwards the other way, right? All the way back up to the current day, and then you go back down just to make sure you didn't miss anybody. And as long as you did that and all the names matched up, you were good to go. Well, mm-hmm. that sounds all complicated as shit back in the day when everybody was writing on parchment paper with feathers and shit. Right. But now we have computers, and that can be done almost instantaneously. As a matter of fact, it is. Not to mention the fact that you don't have to go back and search physical title records unless there's a massive mistake. Mm-hmm. You can take all that information, put it on the blockchain, and eliminate the entire cost of title insurance for the most part. Wow. You only pay for title insurance to guarantee that you are the person who actually owns that property. Should somebody come up, come around with another claim or an easement right or access or your wall's two feet over to their property, right. they can check that. Right. It's a long, long road to get there. I don't think 2025 is probably going to happen anytime soon, but I think you can leverage similar technologies to streamline things like escrow companies. And escrow's sole job is to balance the books and make sure everybody gets what they're promised for their benefit of the bargain. They play the middleman. You're right? giving me the money. I'm giving you the house vis a vis these documents we're going to exchange. They hold everything. Right. When everybody gives their information, they exchange that everything. I'll give you the money for the, you know, I'll give you the property. Yep. And they record that title. So I think those two things right now are the biggest impediment to closing real estate transactions fast. That and appraisals. I don't think you'll ever be able to really expedite the appraisal business because of the way the use path rules are, it's the governing body. But, right. uh, I'm going deep into a question, and we got a lot of questions. Yeah, exactly. So I think really a title and escrow are probably the easiest to reform because they're not as locked in as the rest of the business. A lot of people believe in the iBuyer system, but I think Open Door, frankly, right now, if you look at their financial structure, that they're not doing too well. I don't think the general public is ready for iBuying yet. Mm. Yeah. So. All right. There you go. Roundabout answer, but it's good. My my man, join or John and Pixels. If you couldn't go into anything related to car or finance for work, what would that be? Mm, so just something out of like love and passion? No car, no finance. What would you do? Mm. I think if I could do it all over again. You'd be a podcast host? Exactly. You're very good at that. Yeah. Creating an ad agency for podcasts. Mm. I would definitely not do that. Yeah. No, no. For love and passion for something, I'd definitely do something to do with basketball. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like maybe like create a firm that studied the analytics of basketball. My love for basketball died, man. Um, I, don't, I don't, maybe I'll get it back when my son starts to play more. I do really enjoy watching. I really enjoy watching him play and like playing with him, but yeah, couldn't do cars, couldn't do finance. Um, and I go back and do it all over again. I'd probably do something a lot more artistic. Really? I really like the creative side of, of like some of the social media stuff, stuff that we do. Um, and I don't feel like I get enough opportunity to create. Like content creation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not really like content creation in the modern day sense. I really like making websites back in the day. I really like film and television. Yeah. Not really that in front of the camera, but behind it. Like yeah. Direction and producing, producing stuff like that. I right. think that was cool. Production. Productions. Yeah. Our productions, you know, so I'm so sophisticated. So, I, I sound like it's French. That's one of those biggest Productions. <laughs> Shut up. I've had a lot, of, a lot of alcohol today. From Peanuts and Golf, how do you channel your inner demons? I just call Saeed. <laughs> we just call him vent to each other yeah. all the time. <laughs> I just call Saeed. I'm like, listen, motherfucker. Yeah. This is the shit I'm dealing with today. Can you believe this shit, man? That's usually how this conversation goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot of inner demons. Most of my demons are pretty much vocalized. Everybody, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I tell everybody yeah. exactly how it is. I don't have a whole lot to hide. I will tell you, in business, it's difficult because there are there's a thin gray line in business to there are times you want to just like shake people and be like shut up this is yeah. this is such a stupid problem i'll never hit a person but i'll shake the shit out of a person yeah that's not quite the quote yeah, yeah. i can't <laughs> say the quote 
But um, for me personally, I lost a lot of my inner demons once I had kids. A lot, a lot of the things that used to bother me just kind of went out the window, and I, I started to see the bigger picture for myself. So not a whole lot to to deal with there. Yeah, having, having, being a parent will re- reshape your visual for show. Exactly. All right, from man Jack, ha- why hasn't an official recession been declared? I get GDP was good today, but really? <laughs> yeah. Jack? Jack. Jack seems like he knows what he's talking about. He, he does know what he's talking about. He's an avid yeah, listener to the I, show. I, I think the National Bureau of Economic Research needs to hire Jack. A.K.A. Ember. Yeah. So, typically speaking, a recessionary declaration... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 stuck on stupid. Yeah. Um technically speaking, a recessionary declaration is not done for ten, usually twelve months at least after the period is done because the National Bureau of Economic Research will take at least that long to look at the data, compile their view, and then make an official declaration. That the irony is that it's been the fodder for a lot of communication from a lot of different people, not to mention the, a full campaign by the White House prior to the second quarter of negative GDP growth, which was June 30th, 2022, mm-hmm. which was announced in July. There was a whole White House push that two quarters of negative GDP growth is they not re- the technical definition. They redefined the definition. They attempted to redefine the definition. Right. Even I, though the last 10 out of 10 times that was declared yeah. a recession. So I think truly what you're going to wind up seeing is National Bureau of Economic Research declaring a recession after two quarters of negative GDP growth that took place ending in June 2022 and that we've been in a recession this entire time. The declaration is really irrelevant. It's more of a historic look back on the data saying, hey, yeah, shit, we were in a recession back yeah. then. <laughs> Who would have thought? You would hope consumer sentiment by now would have made a, a complete turnaround and you know the consumers would feel it and you know change the way their outlook is on how they view the economy and they don't need the government to come out and declare a recession. Or the government controls everything and we're idiots. Yeah. There's, okay. a, there's a probability there too, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. SPF is sitting in a fifty million dollar home somewhere by a beach in Silicon Valley. Right. Palo Alto. Yeah. He's having a good time. And we're on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, Jackie Martinez. What's up, Jackie? What will your kids' kids say was the weirdest thing our generation did? Easy cryptocurrency. Say less. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Wait, let me our, get this. Let me, Dad. You, you guys. Your your grandfather bought nothing on the internet and said nothing was going to go to hire something based on nothing, but then they said that it was cool because you couldn't make more of this nothing. <laughs> I have a, I have a feeling that it's going to be. Um, wait, you guys used to have this thing called traffic. Well, you guys just sat. In, they're going to teleport. <laughs> yeah, no, not going. They're just not going to need to go anywhere. Like whatever they want to do, they could just do it from from their oh, home. Oh, put the metaverse on. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just gonna be able to work from home. Like, wait, so you guys used to sit in your car dr- in in for an hour, go somewhere to work, and then waste three hours every day driving. You're goddamn right, I did, boy. I didn't wear the meta first. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you were gonna go the NFT route. Mm. I bought a picture of a monkey for a million dollars. Yeah, but not a real picture, a digital picture. Yeah, and that monkey. He was famous. Yeah, but traffic's been around for a lot longer. I had uh, exclusive access to a club yeah. of other monkey buyers. <laughs> 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 Some of them were in the NBA. Right. Even though, you know, I guess Donald Trump just came out with his. He sold out. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Like, first of all, how does that news? Yeah. Second of all, who is like, I got this brilliant idea. Okay. Yeah. You know, so late co- to yeah. the game. The election's coming up in November. Okay. Right. 24. Right. 5th. Right. We're going to, fuck it. Here's an idea. Let's make an NFT. Yeah. Fuck it. 
exactly. we're going to make an NFT uh, of an orange character that looks just like the president. Mm-hmm. And I think people were going to buy it. And they did. They did. I could. I, I was. That was also shocking to me. I was like, "Damn, there's a lot of people out there who are like." Yeah, I, never, support, you, I support Trump and everything he does. You can never trust these things, though. You could easily hire a company to buy it out so that and just create a resale value. What? Yeah. Are you saying that that they would misrepresent the value of something? The personal gain? Don't put a target on my back. That's not what I said. I. That is hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I really do believe people bought them, and I, and I don't get it. But that's a whole different conversation for a different day. Um, from Miko Bacomo, I'm pretty sure I'm screwing that username up. But do you think the SBF scandal will cascade larger scandals within the U.S. government? No. No. Do I think the, the scandal will cascade larger scandals with other crypto brokerage houses? Absolutely. Yeah. Binance being chief among them. Right. Absolutely. I definitely feel like they they handpicked this to be the poster boy, and they're going to turn this into the biggest deal to create all kinds of regulation in this space. For, oh my God, we love cryptocurrencies. Decentralized, and it's not regulated, but we can trust it because it's on the blockchain, and honestly, we can track down any transaction anywhere. But what happened to $10 billion? We don't know yet, okay, yeah. Saeed? We yeah. just haven't tracked it everywhere yet. <laughs> yeah, but you have the blockchain. We don't know. You know what would solve this problem? What? If we centralize this and then add a regulation. Mm, that makes sense. It does, right? Yeah. I like my money being centralized. I like it being centralized. Do you too, like man. your money being centralized? I love it when it's centralized. I love it too. I love it when it's insured too. FCSC insurance is cool. Yeah. And regulated. That's so cool. You know, you can't over leverage it like lending it to oh, yourself. Oh, I love that. With a back door. So you don't so they don't have to stop the withdrawals. And you don't have to send like a wire I have to send a text message to this wire fraud group that I'm part of. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so awkward. <laughs> But, we, but to just make sure we knew it was the right group, we actually labeled it wire fraud. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, it worked yeah. out really well. Yeah. Same guy. Um, uh, said a different question, but I think we have a unanimous answer here. We'll vote. Okay. Do you think that SBF will mysteriously pass away like all major scammers, Said? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think he's dead already. Yeah, yeah. I think the term dead man walking has got a whole new meaning <laughs> yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. Like that guy exactly. should be doing all the shit he, he should ever want to do in yeah, life yeah. right now. Webster Dictionary right. is going to have to If you wanted to buy him. a goat, now's your time to buy a goat. Right, <laughs> Get right. that out of the way. Yeah, urbandictionary.com. Yeah. You want to know what a mohawk looks like? Yeah, get get that mohawk going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> exactly. whatever, whatever you wanted to do, just get it out of the way. Right. Ooh, from Will Cody. Is it $100 in Cole's cash? Best and worst career moments for the two of you? Okay. Ooh. I'm uh, about it this. can be a hundred dollars in Cole's cash if so, you want it to be. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, whatever turns you on. Yeah, I uh, can, I, I can give it to you in in uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm all back on that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Were you gonna drop the the yeah, bomb again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, best and worst career moments for the two of you. Go first. Best and uh, worst. Oh, I didn't get privy to this. So I got to think about. This. I didn't off, off the top of my head. Best and worst career moments. I remember, I remember that after I had been working in banking for a long time, and then I went to law school uh, for, for a year, and right. I sh- I've shared this story on the podcast yeah, before, yeah. Um, that after I decided to leave law school, uh, I decided to come back into banking, and I had to swallow my pride, and I had to go work at a retail branch again. Um, as someone that was newly engaged, uh, you know, my mid-20s, keep in mind my fiance's family, my family all thought that I was going to be this aspiring attorney. And sure enough, I ended my back at the retail branch. I had to swallow my ego and start from the ground up again. That was the worst or the best? I was both. Un- I was unclear. Both. That was both. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've had a lot of career shit happen to me that was weird. I um, I once got a job at what was the previous variant of Express Men at what was then named Structure. 
I didn't and, know that. Yeah, in the one in Newport Beach. And it was retail. Mm. And I think I don't think I'd gotten in law school yet. I think it was shortly before that. Mm. And um, I, was, I, I wanted a nighttime job. It was by the other job that I had at the time. And it just made sense. Yeah. And I got in and I was excited to do something new. I was kind of like iffy about it. It was, it was really like a holiday gig. And I walk in and every dude in the room is brown, facial hair, and over six foot three. Mm. Turns out the store owner was gay and he had a type. Mm. It was makes me. sense. Yeah, 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 it was you. Yep. That was a very embarrassing moment because he he like sexually harassed me the entire time we was everybody. He sexually harassed everybody. He couldn't do some of the shit that he was doing then. Right back then, and I told myself that I wasn't ever going to put up with some shit like that again. It was just it was ridiculous. Every single day it was like more and more extreme. Right. That was like a low point. I was like, damn, like mm. I'm I'm actually dealing with some shit that makes me uncomfortable. Right. Because like I wanted like the extra holiday cash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you're trying to rationalize why like it's not that bad. Right. But it was that bad. Yeah. Um I also have a story when I used to work at Wells Fargo back in the day during the time when they got in trouble for all the stuff they were making their employees do. When you were hired as a scammer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was hired and they were forcing, uh, this is back when I was in college, so I was on the teller line. And um, they were forcing the tellers to have to sell, right? And I remember- Slanging the, and banging, baby. Yeah. And and there's on their transaction screen, when the customer would come in, there'd be a little green button that you'd have to click to see what, what was offered to them. And all every single time, Without question, they was always offered a credit card. Yeah, give them that credit card. Yeah, give them that credit card. Give and, them the juice. And half the, half the time, I have I'm dealing with clients that have no idea. I know they have no idea how to manage their credit. Right? They're li living off paycheck to paycheck. Right? And my manager used to stand behind me and say, "Press green button." And I say, "No," because it was, I couldn't do it. I could not sell these credit cards to these people. And then they would force you to have have to ask me. Well, you have to at least ask them. You know, I really wish you'd run some of these answers by me before we talk about them on the podcast. I mean, what if a, one of the sponsors was a credit card vendor? <laughs> the company that I chose out of business, okay? You're alienating potential sources of income for the show. Hey, we have ethics. Capital One, I will sponsor you, <laughs> yeah. okay? What's in your wallet? Yeah, what? I know what's in my wallet. <laughs> it's Capital One. Brought to you by Capital One. Yeah. Well, no, we but don't somebody, care about whether you can pay us back. If somebody can't manage your credit, you shouldn't have to sell them that stuff. Nah, I hear you. I agree. I mean, it's like... The moral ethical high road in business is a very difficult one because it typically runs afoul of some of the corporate consciousness at times. Right. But it is what it is. I had to do some of that too. See, there's, there's been so many low points in my, my business career. I remember applying for a shit ton of jobs while having a law degree, having graduated law school, and nobody would hire me because I was I was like in this weird phase where they thought like, okay, well, he's just going to go be an attorney. Yeah, he's overqualified. He's overqualified, but I'm like, I really have no experience. And like, yeah, but even if we train the time to train, you're going to get past the bar one day, you're just going to leave. Yeah, exactly. I was desperate, man. I wanted something different. Yeah. Uh, best time Because well, there's that weird period, right? After you graduate law school and then you take the exam, there's a, a waiting period of several months where they just expect people to just- no, I knew I didn't want to be an attorney. Like I didn't, I didn't want to do it. Like, mm. I, I knew that it wasn't for me. So I, I was legitimately telling people I didn't. I actually wound up having to take it off my resume. I told the story before about how I got into the interview and I lied about you know not having a, a law degree and, uh, and right. my experience or anything else. But it um it sucked, man. Like it, it's like it's this weird feeling of desperation and like helplessness. I think that's why I started investing the way that I did when I was younger was because I didn't want to feel that level of desperation again like i didn't want to feel that i mean i never had a fallback it was like if i failed like i didn't have anywhere to go right like i wasn't i couldn't go back home i couldn't do it like there wasn't a place yeah, for me exactly there was nobody that was gonna bail me out so for me like that i just didn't want to feel like that yeah that was a rule of mine too once i moved out 
once I moved out from law school for to go to law school, because I stayed home when, uh, when I was in my undergrad because my sister is 10 years younger than me, and she really needed me around at the time, so I never moved out during my college years. But once I went to law school, I moved out, and then I dropped out of law school. I said, no, I made the decision to move out. I'm never going to go back. You ever, you ever regret not going to law school? Sometimes. I mean, I wish I, I feel like I could have powered through it. And now I know that, you know, you can leverage that and use it for so many different things. At the time, all I could focus on, like, I just don't want to be an attorney anymore. But not realizing. Why don't you, you go know, back Take night school? I guess you could. But I do other things at nighttime now. Listen. Um, Currently, it's 11-11 at night. On I know. A, but on a Thursday. look, I can have Adam step in for you. <laughs> yeah. The, the show, sure the, the show the may listeners... or may not be here when you get back, but. We will still love you just the same. The, you know what? We got an audio engineer job available for you when you come back. <laughs> the, you the, know? Yeah, you're fired over there. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the listeners would love that. All right. So I got some rapid fire questions from Insta Spencer We Trust or In Spencer We Trust. Do you have a moment to discuss our Lord and Savior, Shibu Inu coin? No, because cryptocurrency is a fallacy and it's made. Actually, is that the one that, that, the one that Arya said that he had bought? Yeah, Shibu. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a dog. It's got to be honest. Yeah, it was. It was the 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 Fallout rise of Doge that fell over and spilled on the. That's Shibu the one Inu. that he said he made twenty five hundred bucks on. I think so. Yeah, Shibu. You know. Yeah. Uh, how much does a polar bear weigh? Said how much do you weigh? <laughs> Come on, man! That's you got the, more grays than me. I, Don't like, do this. I got plenty of gray, but yeah. I, I'm not fuzzy. Was he like a bear? <laughs> Chris got laser hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much does a polar bear weigh? You're not gonna you Google yeah, that. Real yeah, quick. I'll have Go to ahead, Google that. that. Yeah, we, we're supposed to have somebody that does that. For sure, he's like 500 pounds. How much? 500 pounds. Not you, the polar bear. I mean, but you. Yeah. I'm very conflicted. Why are you uh, looking that up? I'm going to ask the next question because it's uh, not really a question. Polar bear. Take Hold a on. guess. Take a guess. I said 500 pounds. Uh, that's that's a female. <laughs> you know how did I know? Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a predator. Yeah. 990 pounds for a male. Wow, that's how big you are. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, the next question is really just to see, just to see, okay, I know what you're doing here. I asked the question so you can hear me say it. All right, fine. Do you believe in life after love? Oh, gosh. Share voice. That, that, was, that was my best. Okay. Uh, next question, who is Mike Jones? Who is Mike Jones? Yeah. Two eight one three three four eight zero zero four. I hope I got that number right. Somebody, somebody fact check me. Uh, Paul will fact check. Yeah. yeah. Are you an ally of guacamole? Absolutely. Guacamole and I go back. <laughs> I got to tell you, I don't like it when guacamole gets sour and goes brown. Mm, but who does? Uh, a little bit of lime I mean, on top will cover that, that. That's not breaking news, dude. Come on. What's your position on the trellis coated modulation? Say what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Google that. Yeah, trellis code. Trellis code modulation. <laughs> Come on. Hey, an engineer back there. Uh, wait, Google it, it, it bro. It, your it, fat thumbs moving we, faster. We haven't we haven't introduced the engineer formally yet. Yeah, it ruins in the background. He's our engineer. Yeah. Right now he's engineering his fingers. Look look at the screen and type. Why are you yeah. looking at me? <laughs> Tre oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> trellis coded modulation. Trellis spelled T R E L L I S coded modulation. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Bro, can you are you are you typing or are you just laughing? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, for a guy who's not getting paid any money, this is not how to get money. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we got a we got a show to run here. A top one percent show. I mean, you and I can only do so much. Only I mean we have to carry his polar bear ass across I mean, the bed. You're I'm definitely a male polar bear, by the I'm way. I'm carrying my weight, your weight, now his weight. God damn. How did I get low? We're supposed to be bagging on him. I know, I know. If, first of all, let's just talk about this since we're together now, all of us. All of us. If we're going to haze him, we have to be on the same team, okay? Yeah, exactly. 
You can't, you can't cross haze. You yeah. got to haze one way. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not intimidating. Are you still looking? Are you reading to yourself? <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> uh, maybe it's a skip. Okay, yeah. Okay. What? You got anything for me? Can you give me like a sentence? Okay. Never, it makes no sense. We don't know what you're talking about. We're obviously not that smart. Does my ass make me look fat? Only if it's near your face. Yeah. Okay. And if you can do A to O, congratulations. I'm mm. impressed. Uh, are calf implants necessary to attract a high value mating partner? Not according to Adam Schaefer. Right. Stud. Stud. Primals want to know. Have you taken massive action on the can today? <laughs> Twice since we've been in the studio. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Was, was, and I don't call Chris's it the digestive can. system is. You know what's really fucked up? I just I had this conversation with my wife the other day. Okay. My my son poops, and you know when you when you're a father, you watch your kid poop, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what you do. Like yeah. you, you go to the bathroom, yeah, you're my, like, yay, my, my good kid, job. My kids demand that I come in there and like read them like yeah, a story. you read them, but you always look at the poop because you want to make sure your kids are healthy. And for some reason, we as humans think that looking at a poop can identify like problems. Yeah, you know, it can. I feel like that that may or may not be true. I'm just saying, like, no, you can tell if somebody if somebody's constipated or not through the poop, or if it's just discoloration. If they're constipated, they wouldn't poop. Isn't that kind of an oxymoron? No, because then it, it could come In out. The absence of poop. I mean, I don't know how much detail we want to get into this, but I mean, it could come out like little pebbles. Like you're a poop. But the little pebbles does not mean that there's a health issue. No, I think it means there's there's some constipation there. There's there's dehydration. Let me ask you right now. Could you? If you look, if you if you thought about a poop shape, could you make it with your ass when you're pooping? <laughs> um, that's talent. No, I'm somebody, just, somebody, somebody <laughs> needs to start a, an OnlyFans. There, there's no, there's no way anybody's ever like sending SOS with poop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you're like, smoke signals. Smoke signals. You're not going Morris code when you shit. Okay, I'm just saying, like, that's not happening. No. But I'm all I'm saying is, is like when you see your kid poop, right? Yeah, this show really went off the rails. <laughs> this is financial literacy, everybody. Okay, yeah. this, this is economic. This is really a metaphor for finance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you watch your kid poop, you start to learn and take action on what 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 it all looks like. And I can tell you right now that I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. So let's just move on. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's just move yeah. on before we lose anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck it. I'll I'll finish it off with this. Your digestive system when you're when you're young, it works so well. Mm-hmm. They're like, you can, you doesn't can, matter. It, it's amazing. Yeah. And as you get older, it goes to shit. Yeah. Like old people's lives must suck when they go number two. Oh, man. Like they must blow those bathrooms up. <laughs> like <laughs> senior citizen home bathrooms got to be like World War Three. Oh. Uh, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I mean, this is bad, right? Oh, everyone, every, just, all the listeners just fell off. All right. Anyway, so right. we're gonna start. We're gonna start off this right. I'm, so, I'm not even halfway through my questions. Come on, let me get to some <laughs> before they hate me. All right. Uh, Dami says, "Why is Saeed the best podcast host ever?" Bro, this is the first question you read. This is the first. So one. you wanted you wanted to cut me off asking legitimate yeah, questions. I mean, that's so the you question. Can compliment yourself okay, by insulting me. No, no, me I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, not I'm just you. reading the question. Okay, so we read the question again because okay. I, I obviously misheard it the first time. Okay, why is Saeed the best podcast host ever? Well, I would say Saeed is so great because he likes to ask questions under the auspice of someone else's name about himself <laughs> to make himself look arrogant. The same way he leaves reviews for himself on our on our goddamn podcast page right. under the auspice of someone else. So I believe Saeed is also AKA Josh, Joshua CPA. No. That's you. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. I, this I, really bothers it you. It singed in my mind because <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know yeah. that people don't hate me as much as you hate me and you want to make yourself feel good about yourself. Yeah. So yeah, he's got a sultry voice and he's super hairy. That's why. All right. Next question. Also from Demi. What are your plans for the holidays? Uh, lots of family, man. We're going up to LA to see the cousins and then we're 
spending some time with my family before that, and then Christmas Day, lots of cookies and presents for the kid. Was that a lot of tra- that like what you guys do every year tradition? I mean, we just had a son three and a half years ago, so no, uh, I mean like visiting the cousins and all that too. No, I think I think all that changes a little bit when you when you have your own kids, right? You want yeah. you want to establish your own family traditions on some level, right? Right. All right, cool. Um, we're headed up to Monterey actually on Saturday morning, Christmas Eve. So I haven't been there since I was really young. My wife hasn't been there. We're gonna take the kids up. The aquarium. Go yeah. to the aquarium. Uh, everyone's talking so about this aquarium. Good. This aquarium is overhyped. No, 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 no. I've been to a lot of aquariums, like just okay. So how much there. better is it than Long Beach's aquarium? Oh my god, it, not even, not even the same level. Come like, on, you walk into Long Beach afterward, you be like, this piece of shit right here. Come on, man, it's different, bro. Really? All right, I'm gonna so hold we, you to I'll that. Put it, I'll put it this way: you walk into Monterey's aquarium, mm-hmm. you walk in and you you go to your first room in front of you, you're like, eh, and then you go to the right. Because that's mm-hmm. why everybody, everybody goes to the right when they walk in. Yeah. You will be blown away instantly. You're going to be like, okay, we're leveling up with this. It's not as big as some of the other places you've been to, but the stuff they have there. Plus, you can also go outside and it's on the water. Okay. Here, that's a crazy thought. An aquarium on the water. Wow. Crazy. It should be right next <laughs> right? to the water, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, I'm going to yeah. hold I'm going to hold them to the highest standard possible. If you. Oh, <laughs> right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the higher standard. I'm saying, Omar, do I get a free pass to the aquarium? I'll shut you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it more advantage oh, from Marcel? Is it more advantageous to buy when home prices are high, but rates are low or vice versa? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it really de- depends on your situation, right? If yeah. um, if you're buying for equity upside in your home, you're treating your home like an investment, like she tends to do. I would say you're better off buying when home prices are low mm-hmm. because you're not you you date the rate, but you marry the home, as mm-hmm. the realtors say. That's right. You can always refinance down and lower your monthly payment. Well, we've religiously spoken about it on the podcast that you know your home is your utility. You shouldn't. We tend to think that you shouldn't look at it as you're an buying the home for the usage that you can get out of it for your family, for the memories you can make, for the things you get to do there, right? The things you need, right? But you shouldn't be sacrificing the quality of your life to get a good. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Next question from Omar: What do y'all think about today's projection from Taylor Marr, chief economist at Redfin? Marr predicted only 32 out of 1,000 households will sell their home this year. Yep. Love Redfin. Yeah, love Redfin. Their data is getting really, really good. Um, they're non-biased as opposed to Zillow, Realtor.com, National Association of Realtors, Lawrence Yu, pretty much anybody who's in the realtor space. Mm-hmm. Redfin seems to have a good pulse on this. I agree. We're seeing more and more homes not be listed, and it's becoming more and more problematic for the market that that there are less buyers. I think that's actually a pretty good prediction. I don't know if it would be that harsh, but... Mm-hmm. Certainly, there will be a pullback in the next six months. Yeah, because the question is, right, if people sell their homes, the, the concern is where are they going to go? Where are you going to go? Where are you going right, to buy? So only those that are looking to maybe move out out of the state or wherever they are, somewhere cheaper, that would make sense. Yeah, but I mean, also adding the idea that a lot of these companies will be laying off, people will be looking to move to places where the jobs are. And then, yeah, and, and on top of that, you got to think about affordability, right? I mean, affordability is still a major issue. And it will be. It will be for a long time to come. I think that's why we were highlighting July as being kind of the starting point to look at the market. But, and again, we referenced the last show, if you held cash for the last year, you did really, really well because mm-hmm. cash has outperformed most investments, a lot of investments. So mm-hmm. 
at this point in time, I think that that's probably true, but that's also the reason why some good deals might be around the corner too. And so I know Bloomberg has predicted that the next two rate hikes are going to be approximately 25 basis points. 25 basis points in February, 25 basis points in March. So at what point do you think that we can start to anticipate those uh, rate hikes to be put in to the market, priced in? So typically speaking, leading up to the rate hikes, you'll start to see more and more activity. We've had some really weird things with inverted yield curves in the treasuries in the last couple months. But people don't understand is the strain that this puts on the banking system is monumental. Mm -hmm. And the question becomes, can the system maintain this level of strain? And to put it very simply in a different perspective than we have talked about before on the show, if you want to make a loan as a bank, it takes a lot of process and time to do that. Right. You got to get a loan in. You got to originate it. You got to do all your due diligence. You got to put it out. Right. Let's just say 60 days, sometimes 90 days. Yeah, depending on what type of loan it is. You add it to a portfolio mm-hmm. of of your loans that have lower rates, and you try to increase your weighted average rate of your loans over time. Mm-hmm. You're adding more and more to the numerator, and you have this big denominator, and it just it takes a lot of momentum and a lot of new loans to move that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, your deposit pricing price is way faster. Right. Right? What do people do? Oh, shit. Timmy's Bank's giving him 4%. I want 4% on my money. I'm going to pull my money out right now and I'm going to go right over there to Timmy's bank and I'm going to get 4% right now. Right. It's almost instantaneous. Mm -hmm. The large companies that have larger deposits, they're going to call you up and be like, hey guys, (laughs) the Fed is increasing interest rates again. Ah, It's crazy. (laughs) I'm going to need you to jack my rates up by 25 basis points because that's what they're doing. Right. And I want it too. Yep. And then millions and millions of millions of dollars will reprice instantaneously like that. Because if you don't, then they just pull all their money out and then they go somewhere else. And nobody likes pulling out. (laughs) Nobody likes, God damn it. But but the reality is is that's the way the banking system works. So what happens is is the the way banks make money is the net interest margin, the difference between those those loans and, and, and the deposit pricing. Right. And right now it's all out of whack. So all this pressure on the banking system is going to call is going to cause banks to not only have liquidity drawn out of them, mm-hmm. but now they have to make loans at an accelerated rate. But they're doing that where they're losing their their lendability because this is what they make loans off of, mm-hmm. and their net interest margin is getting crushed. How long can this go? How long can they withstand this type of pain? So I think you're going to start to see other things impact the market. I don't think the interest rate increases are going to really lead up the same way they did when there was 75 and 50 basis points prior to this, right? Right. I think what you're going to start to see is you're going to start to see the pain of other financial institutions start to impact the market in a much more visible way right. than the interest rate increases, which have been very, very well telegraphed at this point. Yeah. All right. Next question from Richie Ricardo. I really hope I mispronounced it. Your name is Ricky Ricardo. But from Richie, I'm a subcontractor and I've been seeing my business pick up more traction this past year. And I know we're in a recession. What's the best way to prepare for the worst if we haven't felt it? Reduce leverage as a subcontractor. A lot of subcontractors live on leverage. If you can control your cash base balance sheet, if you're controlling your business based largely in cash and not on borrowed or debt, mm-hmm. I think you'd be well positioned to, to roll through it. People will always try to refinance and improve the situation as a subcontractor, depending on what kind of subcontractor he is. Okay. I would also say if you can get into the commercial space in addition to the consumer space, uh, and really focus on, like if you're a plumber, mm-hmm. commercial plumbing can be a very different thing. So I, I have a good friend, he's actually been on the show before, Rico. He He's a commercial plumber. He does a lot of things like water heaters and stuff like that for large multifamily properties in the San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. That's a very specialized space. 
Right. And I think a lot of subcontractors, they stick into what they know and they're very good at it, but they don't understand that there's actually two different you know opportunities here. There's a commercial opportunity, there's a consumer opportunity. Right. If you can permeate both, then you generally have a little more economic viability despite whatever the recessionary economists will do to you. Right. And if you can do both without debt, even better. Yeah. All right. And next question from Demi again. Travel 100 years into the future or the past? Mm. 100 years into the past, believe it or not. Yeah, I was actually going to go the same way. Yeah. We swing the same way. I'd be rich as shit by the time I get back. Hey! <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you wouldn't be able to change anything. Nah, man, I like... The older I get, the more I appreciate history in a way I didn't appreciate when I was mm-hmm. younger. Yeah. Appreciate I'm not history. fascinated with the future. I appreciate culture. It feels like as time goes on, especially living out here, man, culture seems to be going by the wayside every single day. Living out here? Where's here? Yeah, man. <laughs> Orange County, California. Bro, I love it out here. Yeah, I know you love it out here. How much culture is out here? It, I, dude, look at me. I'm culturally nebulous. You look at me like, is he Hispanic? Is he I know. Middle Eastern? Is he I wanted white? To, I, wanted, is, I, wanted, I wanted to bring an Afghan rug for the studio. This guy decided to bring a Travis Scott rug to the studio and, you know, Travis, and, a, used, go back. and a used Ikea rug to the studio. No, you made me buy this No, I did not. Ikea I did not. You I did that. I washed this thing you 10 fucking times for yeah, like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Dirty ass <laughs> black water coming out of stuff because you you colorblind. <laughs> nah. And the worst part is you're colorblind. <laughs> That's the part that pisses me off. You insisted on getting a green rug that you didn't even know was green. Don't do this. Don't do this. You would not wash this for me 10 times. Come I on. Washed you it wanted 10 it. Times. You wanted With it. With the world's don't tiniest lie. rug cleaner. Yeah. Don't it was lie. really insulting. It was, it was, I felt really bad. You should feel bad. Yeah, you know how gar- dirty I got doing this your shit? Your garage got all jacked up. It did. It, did. it smelled like ass for like literally. And then we. Brought it out. I got so bad. The rug smelled so bad. My garage was. I was like, I'm bringing the studio. I'm making all these other assholes smell this shit for just as long as I did. <laughs> Fuck you guys. You can smell this nasty ass rug yeah. just as long as I did. Before you move on, though, I got, I got, a, I got a sidebar. Okay. Okay. So I just watched. My wife took my son. She said that I was exhausted. And I needed some time by myself, which I think is wife speak for you're annoying me. <laughs> get, and uh, get out of here. Yeah. So she took my yeah. wife. I was like that too. Go hang out with your friends. So she and my son, I was actually not feeling too well. She and my son went to Mice's house and made cookies. Mice is a good friend of the family. And they made cookies uh, all day long. I think it was on the weekend, last weekend. And I was on the couch and I slept for like three hours. And I woke up and I watched on Netflix, there was a special about the pyramids. Mm-hmm. And it was about how the earliest indications of man may have gone back way farther than we knew. I know. This stuff's insane. And... It's interesting to see how there are different pyramids all over the world built in the exact same kind of thought process and the exact mm-hmm. same methodology, but on parts of the world that you could not have traversed mm-hmm. from one culture to another culture over different periods of time. Right. And they all have the same story. Like, did you know that the pyramids in Egypt mm-hmm. are all built over the same thing, essentially a natural spring area? Yes. So there's always a spring underneath them. There's generally speaking, there was a pyramid built over it and another one built over that over time. They got bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. There are pyramids like that all across the world, but the same correlation is they're typically built over a running spring site. Mm. Why would somebody in, you know, um, Have you ever in Indonesia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I w- so I've been to several different variants of pyramids. I went to the one, the one, the, the last one I went to was Angkor Wat in Cambodia. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And, and I went there um, shortly after it was became like, it was, it was really weird to me because I'd been at the time, I'd been to Paris. I've seen the Mona Lisa. I've been to museums all over the world. I've been to Louvre. I've been. I mean, I've been everywhere you could possibly go, and I've never had an experience like what I had at Anchor Watt. And I'm not sure it's still like this today, but Anchor Watt at the time was really cool for me and my friends to go to because it, it was found in a forest. They didn't realize it was there for a long time. When they cleared some of the forest, how they found it. But these giant banyan trees had wrapped around some of the, some of the buildings, and they were all like almost eaten up by the trees. Yeah, People would go for those photos. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I mean, this is before Instagram and all that stuff happened, but back then you could literally go into all the pyramids. Just yeah, walk right into yeah, them. yeah. And I remember there was like giant jade Buddhas in some of these things. And like, I was walking up to them and touching them and stuff. And like, I'm sitting here thinking like, this is probably fucked up. Yeah. yeah. But you could, you, literally anybody could walk there. They were there for thousands of years, right? Thousands of years. And, yeah. and people were just walking up doing it. And it was, it was insane. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I, the only ones I've been able to visit are the ones in Chichen Itza. What so, did you call me? <laughs> Chichen Itza. The Mayan, tem- the Mayan pyramids. Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. Those are really cool. And they said that when we got there, they said they had just closed it down from people being able to walk up. And apparently like a year, a year prior to that, people had gone up and I don't know, did some graffiti up at the top. And like, how are you going to ruin this? A lot of people do that. Yeah. You know that, that the Mayan culture, which we thought was so far advanced, there's there's now evidence of, of a cultures that were more advanced than them 10,000 years earlier in places yeah. like Java, Indonesia. Mm-hmm. But you didn't know what Java Indonesia is. No, it's in Indonesia. It's the same island where Jakarta's on. What's up, mm-hmm. dog? Shout out to my Indonesian homies. What's up? Eric, yeah. money, brother. I yeah. got you. Yeah. Eric, Eric, there you go. <laughs> Next question. Next Let's question. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I think we answered this one. Who posted the 250 million bond for SBF? Yeah. Yeah, mommy and daddy. They got a whole lot of money. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see here. If you had to start over, would you do anything different? Yes, everything. Yeah. Well, everything? No. Nah, most things. Really? <laughs> Come on, man. If I had to start over like what in business in life? I mean, we'll take it for whatever it's worth. In business, every single one of my failures meant something to me, I think. I think they taught me a lot. I don't know I'd do the banking thing again. Really? Yeah. Banking's tough, man. A lot of regulation, a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. And it's not, on, what it, it's not what it once was. It's not a knock on the banking thing. Here's the problem: is that the income after tax is ruthless. Like I'm gonna use I'm gonna use random numbers. Don't <laughs> please don't anybody do this. Don't anybody look this up. But let's say I get a million dollar bonus at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm in the highest tax bracket. Yeah, in Southern California, mm-hmm. the highest tax state. Yep, they're gonna take 13 percent off top no matter what I do there. Right. If you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. And I do have businesses, but I can only offset my taxes from those businesses. I can't offset my W-2 wages. Yeah, not, yeah right? it's separate. So here's the problem is if you're a business owner, you can write down all your expenses. You can go buy stuff. You can choose not to pay taxes because you're going to buy stuff yeah. for the business. Mm-hmm. And the difference is what you pay taxes on. Right. But unfortunately, in, in the consumer world, you're going to pay taxes first, and then you're going to you can figure out whatever right. you want. So for me, when I get like a bonus check, mm-hmm. you, don't, you, don't, you can't do anything to change the taxes there. Right. 57% of my bonus is off the top gone. Mm-hmm. So even though I might get in this hypothetical, hypothetical, you know, a million dollars, I'm only going to take home $430,000. Only. Don't, don't only me, bro. Like, don't, you, don't, don't let me do tell that. you why you're an asshole. No, no, I'm not. Right? Let me tell you why you're an asshole. I'm sitting here and we have, we have people in the room that we've based, gotten our best relationships from through the banking industry. And you're gonna say these relationships mean nothing to you. All you're focused on is the money. No, no. The, I think the relationships uh, would be there. No I wouldn't what. trade these relationships just, for anything. That's no, just come me, on, man. You said in bit. Look, I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying is, is, look, I don't like you that much. Okay. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I'm saying is, look, like the banking business is different, man. It's it's not. I honestly look back and I think to myself as, look, look at Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. Bob Iger at one point had a sixty-seven million dollar salary a year. Yeah. A year, not net worth, salary. CEO of Disney. CEO of Disney. He's doing it now for a million dollars a year for two years, right? But he's got a $26 million compensation oh, package. Oh, man, he's coming back. He came back. He kicked the, he kicked the other Bob out. He said- Bob Chappie. Yeah, let me show you how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. You tried to fill in for yeah, me. Yeah, you, you thought you could fix this? Eh, no. Yeah, let me fix it. But look, 
so he made that kind of money. He was, if I recall correctly, he was ABC, uh, worked his way up, then became ultimately the CEO of Disney. I mean, he was an organic like growth story, right? Right. Then you know it's Marvel and and it's Pixar, it's Star Wars. He buys all these massive franchises, ups the value, moves it from really a theme park focus to now a studio focus. Did Disney Plus start under him or under Bob Chappick? It's technically started under Iger, mm-hmm. but Chappick's the one who really changed the strategy no, and God that, bless, that strategy God, messed God a lot bless of things his soul. up. My kids use that all the time. Yeah, but watch his videos and repeat. Bro. I've watched oh, Wreck-It Ralph God. like six times this week. No commercials? Let's go. Yeah, no commercials. So yeah. good. Anyway. They're going to come out with an, uh, an ad-tier model. Yeah, of course, but I ain't paying for that. You know I'm paying for this. Yeah, it's already it's already done. <laughs> Can't be flying on PJs and, you know, <laughs> getting ads. And this is. Yeah, what is this? Is it Cheerion Lounge? Is I don't even know how to pronounce it. What is it? What kind like, of lounge is it? SBF is in Gen Pop. Go over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Um, but no, I... I look at some of this stuff and think to myself that the the probability of becoming like that level of successful in a corporate world job is so, so difficult. Uh, when I was a kid, I like the people in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the stats are on this, but I would say like Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. The probability of becoming the CEO of that company is probably less than making the NBA. Wow. Really? I, I, I would venture to guess. Less because than making the NBA. There's just less. There's one person in that role. Yeah. Not like 10, 12 people on a team. Yeah. There's right? like four, there's like four hundred some players in the NBA. True, but let's look at it this way. Four hundred some players in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. How many Fortune five hundred companies are there? <laughs> Answer that question. Hey there, guy. <laughs> Research guy. There's five hundred. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's smart. Five hundred. Yeah. One person. Yeah. So there's more of them. Yeah. Okay, but hear me, hear me out, right? I think you lost this one. One of those in each one of those companies, and you got to work your way up in each one. You don't I have, think, You have to work your way up? Okay. How many basketball players in the world? A lot. A lot, right? Yeah. But how many people in the world have to work? There's a whole hell of a lot more. But how, many, how, many, how many people want to become NBA players versus how many people want to become CEOs? No, no, no. It's not about wanting to become yeah, CEOs. Yes, it is. Those are people aspiring to be CEOs. Everybody aspires and people aspiring to be, to be an NBA player. So there's more people aspiring to be NBA players. Do Therefore, really the, probability, the probability to become an NBA player far less. Let me ask you a question. You really buy in the idea that everybody doesn't want to continue to rise? You think? I feel like a lot, a lot of people sell themselves short, yes. But that's not because they didn't want to be there at some point. That's because they've chosen to be comfortable with that. Or no one ever told them that they could if they actually put the work in. Okay. Well, that's And some people some people are born into some terrible circumstances. Yeah, which is fine. Like I'm not judging them. I think you are. I'm just saying if if the opportunity presented itself, would they want to take it to become a CEO of a company at some point? Well, an opportunity presents itself at a very, very young age. That's not something you just decide on overnight. No, that's not true. Yeah. I took the job that I'm in now as an underwriter. I didn't think in a million years I'd be in the job that I'm at. Right. And so I'm saying, and that happened because of, you know, your work ethic, relationships, things of that nature. Same thing that would take you to the NBA. (laughs) No, stop it. Yeah, your relationships, your work ethic, some natural talent. Yeah, sometimes. I don't know why you're making the the, the two things so distantly. I think I think it's harder to make it in the NBA to to make it to the NBA. Why? Some steroids? You right? You good? (laughs) No, there's testing. What are you talking about? What? Come on now. Don't do this. Okay, how are you gonna test me for testosterone? Yeah. What do you mean? My testosterone is naturally high. You're welcome. Yeah, that doesn't mean. No, it's not. It's, it's abnormally high. Yeah, I'm fucking manly, bro. Yeah, but that doesn't. You taking testosterone is not going to get you to the NBA, man. It certainly would help. Let me tell you, I'm on it right <laughs> yeah. now. Maybe some HGH. 
I, no, HGH, your stomach, all your organs grow. You start getting like that distended stomach. It's not a good look. Yeah. You kind of look like you have it, but you fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man, don't do it this. It looks like your organs are pushing you your belly out. I, just, I, think you, I think you took the L on this uh-huh. one. I didn't take the L on this one. I think yeah. I'm right. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong. You know, the funny thing about this conversation is when you first started on the show, yeah. you were so afraid to disagree with me. Yeah. Everything I said, you were like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, I agree 100%. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, I, yes, sir. And then I said something you didn't like. You'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> And now you're like, shut the fuck up, man. You wouldn't do that. Anybody can make the NBA. No, no one can make the NBA, right. Yeah, only because uh, you're short. What? <laughs> Next <laughs> question. What are your guys' short and long-term goals? I'm assuming for the podcast. Uh, okay. Go for it, Chief. Short-term goals. I think the goals when I first started was to get this thing to a top 1% podcast. We were currently sitting at a top 1.5% podcast, so we fell a little short by the end of the year. But we'll get there. I, I don't know we gonna fall short i think we might still hit it we might still hit it. i definitely feel like we are i know we were top 200 podcasts in the business category but um that's the short-term goal long-term goal is i don't know i would like to get some some good interviews under our belt really so, something that we can that's get, your you know, long-term goal yeah that's yeah. not my long-term goal really no what's your long-term goal um short-term uh i'd like to replace you with adam schaefer yeah that's good uh, that's actually that's very doable yeah yeah. Change the the name of the show to Wallet Pump. I feel like that's going to happen. Oh, wallet Pump. That's good. Yeah, no, right? Pump up your wallet. Yeah. See what you did there. Are you, you're you going to pump up your wallet. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the net worth pump. Yeah, have the have lead in be uh, Sal. <laughs> oh, always. Yeah. yeah, got to. Pump your body and pump your ass and that wallet you're sitting on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, see, short term, really, I think is to continue to hone the skills that we're doing here on the show and then really uh i think get to video i think the long-term stuff is different i think the long term is uh sponsorship and then ratcheting up the the team behind it because I, we need more people to help out with yeah. just getting the content out there you know in order to to get this thing to really get to where we want it to go right uh so i guess that couples this question are you guys planning on monetizing how do y'all plan on doing that uh we we said we were going to wait for at least three years. That's what we said. And then at that point, we'll see if if we can get hims or keeps or somebody to say, "Hey, um, you know, you guys talk a lot a lot about dicks and being bald in the show. Right. Can we sponsor you?" Right. And I think the answer is yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those go really well together. The you know we'll have a section called the erection section, <laughs> uh, where we talk about things that arouse. Next question. The next listener. question. Let's get Chris off. He's had enough. This is I a back to back episode, everybody. What, I, think, I think it's a great. It's a great section. All right, last one. Last one. We're uh, now entering the erection section. This one. This one. No. From, this one. Stop. <laughs> this one from Mujda. Thoughts from on what? E- her name's Mujda. Mujda. Yeah. So thoughts on Elon taking over Twitter? Well, he's. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the let me kind of phrase this and rather than give my thoughts, he's managed to go after Apple. He's managed to piss off everybody on the platform. Mm-hmm. He's managed to say I'm taking away verifications, but then now he's got gold verifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fired half the staff. He took on billion dollars of debt. Stop, I think stop paying his rent. Stop paying his rent. Tesla uh, for Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think Tesla's stock has suffered as a result of it. Mm-hmm. And now he's hinting at the idea of bringing in a CEO uh, because yeah, because he put out a poll, right? Should I step down as CEO? I will yeah. abide by the results. And fifty-seven and a half percent of people vote. I think it was like seventeen million people voted, and fifty-seven and a half percent voted yes. So here's what I would say: I would say his first 
hand at being a Twitter CEO has been very disruptive for good or bad. I definitely feel like he did not understand what he was taking over. No, I think he did. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of people kissing his ass. I think he thought that solving this whole freedom of speech issue would be much easier than it actually is. Yeah, I'm sure he did. And I'm sure that uh, it's so it's so warped, man. The media is so twisted when it comes to this stuff and people's <laughs> perspectives are, are so easily slanted and it's it sucks. It's a difficult situation. I think he should get back to letting I don't think he, I don't think he needs to name someone to be CEO to to pull him out of this as much as I think his highest and best use is to let somebody handle the operations in a way that he doesn't have time to dedicate. Mm-hmm. He should focus on the real creative benefit to humanity stuff. Tesla, I think SpaceX, there's some long-term benefits to life there. Right. And let this thing grow to an extent that he can leverage it later on for whatever communications he wants later on under somebody else's guidance. Right. All right. That's all I got. That's all your questions? That's all. I mean, there's some that, that I couldn't read. Should we go rapid fire? Oh. I mean, people, people saw the explicit rating. I thought that they'd go a little wild. Yeah, well, those are your followers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got a lot more, uh, but I'll rapid fire them. Let's go. Okay. Let's see. We got, we're got we at the one hour and three minute mark. Thank you for sticking in, everybody. Appreciate you. I will try to make this as explicit and as expedited as possible. Let's go. Whichever one you're wishing for, I hope you get it. Is SBF... If F, yeah, you try to expedite that too fast. Yeah, if SBF is bankrupt, how is he able to post bail? Wouldn't that money go to the investors? That is the $250 million question. Didn't you read something earlier on talking about how he bought like tens of millions of dollars of real estate? Yeah, that was that was crazy to me. Actually, let me, let me pull that up. So he allegedly bought a shit ton of real estate. I think it was like maybe even hundreds of millions, right? Of uh, real yeah. estate? I think they uh, um, FTX, the company, bought over 19 properties in the Bahamas. That came out to a grand total of $121 million. Yeah, so somebody posted bail on his behalf. And obviously. in there somewhere, he bought a property for his parents. Yeah. Next question, can I hold $3? Yes. Can I hold $3? That's a question. Yeah, you got it. Uh, how would you handle the case if you were SBF's lawyers? I would prepare to give a very good eulogy. Yeah, I think with the argument that we heard online that we talked about previously on another episode was that he's going to claim ignorance. And it's not a crime to be a bad CEO. Yeah, except here's a problem though. It's now like his whole polygamy, like thruple thing. Like, I know. Yeah. They've all rolled on him and they're all going to rat him out. Yep. Uh, next question. Do the snozberries taste like snozberries? Do you know the movie that's from? I do not. Come on. Do the snozberries taste like snozberries? That sounds so familiar. Uh, what is it? Hit me with it. I'm not giving that to you. Come on. Give me that. Nope. Goofy white guy said it in the movie. Goofy white guy. Hey. In a movie. Media guy in the background. Snozberries. Hey. Oh, Chris you're supposed to be know. Googling stuff, man. You're supposed to look at me and say you don't know. I, I know you don't know. Come on, man. Yeah. Can we fire him? I don't know what Terrible. It is. You were no Doug. Doug would Doug yeah. would shit all over you. Yeah. Doug's good. Okay. How many prime Shaquille O'Neal's would it take to bring down a silverback gorilla? Wow. Said, I feel like this is your topic. Just just the one. Just the one. <laughs> Dude, I don't hey, see Doug boy. This is way it's worth. If we bring up shit like this, you Google how much does a, a silverback gorilla weigh. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be on top of it. Every, every question, you got to just be randomly Googling like nonstop. This, this is, this is, yeah. This is. Let's Doug talk to Milwaukee. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. How much does a silverback gorilla weigh? Yeah. Come on. Silverback gorilla. How much does he weigh? And then how much, and I'll pull up how much. Something, Shaq, something tells me you need more than one Shaq. Shaq weighs at least 340 pounds. At least 340. Right. Uh, 430 pounds for a silverback gorilla. Yeah. But have you seen Shaq's body lately? He looks good. Lean. He looks good. But how much? How much does he weigh? Let me see here. Shaq 
weight. But you know, Google the strength of a silverback gorilla. I bet you three hundred and twenty-four pounds. But watch, watch, watch me Google the strength of a silverback gorilla. Like they're insanely powerful. I know. And what's crazy are they're, they're like her- as powerful as me when I have to go to the bathroom. They're herbivores. Herbivores. Yeah. Herbs. Herbs. They smoke a lot of ganja. <laughs> no. They, Herbs, man. How do they get that strong? Herbs. How do they get that strong and not eat meat? How strong? Twenty times stronger than a human. Okay. So they would fuck a shack up. Uh, yeah, fuck one up. So yeah. uh, so we need twenty shacks. I think you need twenty shacks. No, but shack is stronger than the average human. Okay, so maybe so let's so just say fifteen. Fifteen. Be conservative. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen shacks to one silverback gorilla. There you go. And we that, solved it, and that's why that's a financial podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do research do you think the fed will keep the target goal of two percent inflation or raise that goal number trick question v tomas wow. let me tell you why they are have a target rate of two percent mm-hmm. the target goal of two percent inflation will they raise that goal number they're not going to say they're going to back off it when they feel like they're getting close to inflation moving down to a number that's headed towards that yes they're going to back off and see that it settles there or not but they're never going to necessarily hit it per se and then be like, yeah, we hit it. We're going to stop now. Right. So it's kind of a, a bit of a fallacy to think that you're going to get to that point and they're going to be like, all right, yeah, that's our target. We hit right. it. Yay, we're amazing. Right. They're going to stop long before that and they're going to hope that it continues to go down. And they may see if it's going down at a fast enough pace that they're going to actually right. start to do things like cut rates and accelerated pace to hope that it levels off there. Right. To create that quote unquote soft landing that they're searching for. I, you, you might start to expect to see that if they see the trend is going down. And it's going at a fast enough pace, like Chris said. Um, they could turn this thing around at around like four percent. All right, six questions left. Ready? Mm-hmm. What is the over under of months SBF commits suicide after he starts talking? Ooh, Dang. damn good question. Over under. We're gonna make official predictions on the show. He's not gonna commit suicide, man. That's no, a, no. He's that's gonna commit hard, suicide. Quote. Oh, quote. quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Air, suicide. Air quotes. Three months. Three months from now. Three months. He's got to be out of the spotlight enough. I don't like talking about this. Makes him. me feel very uncomfortable. Why? Come on. I don't, this is. This, it's also kind of sad. He stole billions of dollars while he was having a throuple situation in a penthouse in the Bahamas. This guy's already lived life. He, he bro. deserves to be punished. Definitely deserves to be punished. I don't want to wish death upon nobody. I'm man. not wishing death upon him. I'm just kind of wishing death upon him. No, I'm saying. Listen, if I'm if I'm at a, a game, yeah, and I bet the odds because one statistically has more of a probability of winning the other one, yeah, that doesn't make me wish that anybody loses. <laughs> I just know that if one wins, I get paid. That's not. That's not a in game. this instance. This I'm was, saying in three months he's probably gonna die, and if I win, I should get paid. Sad part is that's not gonna bring back all the money that was lost. Don't try to appeal to people with this bullshit personality. <laughs> it's an honest personality. Get the fuck out of here. We're moving on to the next question. Are you having a good day? I was until that fucking question came up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wish death on anybody, man. Oh, man, come on. I just want peace and love, man. He's got, no, man. He's got These people are going to be made whole, man. He's somebody's son, man. Who are you? Uh, Remember when you used to be honest in the show? I'm that honest. guy was awesome. <laughs> this version sucks. <laughs> Do you think tech will underperform compared to energy and finance this decade? Ooh, mm, uh, the decade? decade? No, it's it's going to be really interesting to see where the whole AI space goes. Right? So finance is going to get its ass kicked the next year, but it'll recover very quickly, as we talked about the rate situation. Mm-hmm. Energy, eh, I think energy will change dynamically. I think tech and energy might be a tie. Really? Yeah, really. Right. For the next decade? Not for the next decade. Oh, well, that was a question. You know, we got close to making fusion power, right? No. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. See, this is why I'm the scholarly one here. Yeah. My Nobel, when it comes. When it comes. Will be from my contributions to the tech sector. <laughs> don't, the evolution of human behavior over your, time. Don't hold your breath. 
<laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath for yeah. things that are certain. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not, not, not like I'm not going to win anything anytime yeah. soon. But if I was, yeah, it'd be for being handsome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The so they achieved fusion energy, which basically more energy went into uh, less energy went into a reaction than came out of it. Yeah. So they hit uh, a chemical, I believe, with a certain amount of laser power, mm. and it was you know like it was like two x something. And they got three x out of it. That's technically fusion. <laughs> hey, hey, man! Remember when this was a funny podcast and this was fun? Come on. <laughs> you know how many times I've listened to you say shit that I don't agree with? I know, I know, I know. I'm asking for it. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm going to beat the shit out of you when this is over with. You're so proud of knowing that, too. Uh, the first call when this is over is calling Adam Shaver. Adam, <laughs> you're up, brother. I know. <laughs> Site had an unfortunate accident. Yeah, exactly. He went the SBF route. Yeah. All right, next question. Will Maxine Waters... No, I'm not answering that question. Yeah. uh, If during the trial, his parents' 25 million home gets clawed back, does he go back to to, uh, to county? To county jail? So if the home gets clawed back, no. At this point, bail's been posted and bonds been posted. His situation's going to get sorted out way before they claw back the houses. They're not going to be able to claw that back anytime soon. They can try, but there's still legal situations they would have to go through. So this would get much farther down the path. Right. Last question of the night. Move money out of stocks before it tanks. It's already tanked about 20, 25%. Yeah. It's probably got 20, 25% more to go. Right. The best hedge against inflation or economy, an economy just like this is to continue to invest dollar cost average over time. What goes down will go up. Mm-hmm. Except for Saeed's career hopes on this show for being a suspect asshole. Shout out to Professor Norris. Yeah, it's Professor Norris, man. We should have him on the show except for the fact that he didn't like you. Yeah, it's fine. He told me in private confidence that he wouldn't come on the show if oh, he were the host. He likes me more. Which is yet another reason why I'm thinking about switching. Don't do this. Don't do what? Don't do this. Don't tell the truth. Uh, the reviews speak for themselves. You want me to make a snoring sound? Because I'm hurtful? <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I can tell that broke your heart a it little bit. It broke my heart a whole lot of bit. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, now do the outro. I did that for the fans. Tell everybody goodbye. Yeah. Oh, we have to be with the pick a winner. Shit. Oh, we gotta pick a winner. Yeah, um, who gets hundred bucks? Off the top of my head, is there one that comes to mind for you? Uh, don't. What, why do you say off the top of your head and then ask me? No, I'm saying, bro. Uh, what, do, what do you think this is? I got one. You got one. Go. Yeah. It was one of the first questions that you read. It had to do with the what can technology do for the real estate space. That. And we talked about the blockchain. Johnny Singh, what tech could be implemented? I, th- I thought it sparked a good conversation. By 2025, that could transact. Okay. Wow. I thought it sparked a good conversation. Um, hmm. I don't know. The who is Mike Jones question was mentally stimulating. <laughs> that was good. Also, can I hold three dollars? I mean, that was whoo. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you can hold three dollars. Um. Mm-hmm. And Shaquille O'Neal versus the Silverback Gorilla was thought provoking. Don't do this. I'm just saying. Uh, I think those were all very interesting questions. Um. Hmm. Someone's not prepared. No, no. I'm. I'm thinking. Can I? Can I process? <laughs> I'm sorry. One of us is hosting the show. The other one's being a smartass the whole time. You it's clearly true. have down downtime where I'm over here working. This is what I don't get paid for. I like would Rico be applicable on crypto fraud ecosystem? Oh, that was a good question too. That was my man in India too. So $100 for him is like a million. Oh, yeah. We'd be changing his life entirely. All the rupees. All the rupees. Yeah. Yeah. Is anybody from Vietnam here? We can make him a dong billionaire. <laughs> Give them all the dong. Yeah, I want to give somebody dong tonight. Yeah, I want, I want to give. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell, can we let me, can we exchange it to dong? Yeah, listen, <laughs> for all you dong listeners out there in dong land, <laughs> drinking coffee out of a monkey's ass, I just want you to know <laughs> this show is sponsored by nobody. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, shit. Uh, pending a Vietnamese dong offer, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with my man uh, Guava801. Would Rico be applicable on crypto fraud ecosystem? All right, let's go with that. You get 100 bucks? 100 bucks. All right. $100 of rupees coming your way, brother. This is like a $2 US. I appreciate everyone for contributing to the show. No, you need to end with a little more enthusiasm than that All shit. All right, let's go. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of The Higher Standard, where we bring this to you in crispy, high-resolution audio. You're going to steal my tune in, intro? Tune in. <laughs> outro. I use your <laughs> intro in, for the, the outro. outro that's... Yeah, plagiarism. God damn, who are yeah. you? Yeah, copy-paste. You, whatever you're drinking tonight, stop drinking that shit. You're, you're turning into a very yeah, mean did person. You, did you like this? We got a new port. It was okay. It was a lot better when you were being nice. Yeah. Now I'm like, fuck it, it's terrible. All right. And we are Wild Stallions, and we'll catch you on the next show. Good night, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you are listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.